0: Welcome back to the latest installment of My Father Before Me. I'm Brendan Sam. Joining me, as always, is my father. How are you doing today, Dad?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm also doing well. What are we going to be discussing this week? Uh, Well, today
1: we are going to uh, go off the beaten path from what we've seen before, I guess, maybe. I don't know. We're discussing a sword and sorcery fantasy about a young man's search for revenge armed with supernatural powers, the handsome hero and his animal allies will wage war against marauding forces. <laughs> the handsome
0: hero. I had to put that in the outset.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, if that doesn't pull you in, then the title certainly will. It's the Beastmaster, from 1982, a, a fantasy film from back in the day, which I will say, uh, you know, is on this list because, and it even mentions it in the trivia, this uh, movie must have had some pretty cheap movie rights. Uh, they really wanted to sell it off because both HBO and TBS, of all things, showed it all the time. And I think that's where I must have saw it was on TBS. Uh, but oh, Hopefully uh,
0: they cut some parts out. Yeah, there must have been <laughs> some things
1: that were a little bit more uh, appropriate for TBS TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an 80s action movie, an 80s fantasy action movie. Uh, this is pre Kroll, I believe. So, oh. yeah, we, we uh, have to uh, compare that to uh, to where we're at, I suppose. Let's see here. Oh, got- yeah,
0: Kroll's 83. Kroll
1: was right after this one. So, yeah, so this one was 1982, also in 90- 1982. And I'm going to argue that maybe we should watch this one uh, next week. A little spoiler is uh, Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I guarantee you a lot of our discussion next week on that will be the similarities between the two, which is interesting. I mean, they're filmed at the same time, I assume. So I can't imagine there's that much cross-pollination there but I, i'm curious if we'll we'll have to do some digging into that and see what we can find so
0: <laughs> no yeah this is this was one that you've i don't know if you've actually teased it on the pod but you've been teasing it to me since we started doing this for whatever reason you like bring this up like oh we'll have to do beastmaster someday
1: yeah this one is uh it, and it, and it's primarily because there's a few scenes in here i think that somewhat scarred me uh, as a young child um uh you know one of those is that uh the uh this they were pretty excited about the the uh those bird bat looking people.
0: Yeah. That
1: would uh, suck a person dry and then drop <laughs> their bones, bones out yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. So so that one I I distinctly remember that and then the other thing I remember the the visual and it's actually on the poster but that uh the ring with the eye in it. Oh yeah. I distinctly remember that. Maybe this is the start to my to my eye issues when he stabs <laughs> that eye on the ring. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, these, some of those visuals just kind of stuck with me all this time.
0: So. <laughs> That's funny. Hey guys, if you like the work that we do here and want to help us continue to bring you the news and reviews, head on over to patreon.com newwavenerds nerds. There you can unlock access to exclusive content like uncensored episodes and much, much more. Once again, that's patreon.com slash new wave nerds. Now let's get back to the show. Oh man. Yeah, this was a this was a, an interesting movie to say the least. Um, I found this this quote not in the movie, but this to sum up sort of how I feel about this movie, I found this review from Variety. <laughs> and I'm just gonna quote this here. It says, <clears throat> When the Beastmaster begins, it is very hard to tell what it is all about. An hour later it is very hard to care what it is all about. Another hour later, it is very hard to remember what it is all about.
1: (laughs) That is is an excellent summary. I think that should be uh, where we stick with that one. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was so weird. It was so all over the place.
1: It really was. And, you know, you think of a hero's journey, they're trying to do the hero's journey, you know, the, the uh, Cambelian archetype uh, where the guy has to step up and become the hero. But you know, in this one, yes, we have the whole part where his adoptive family or town or whatever gets destroyed by all the people, which of course is in the, uh, his his, starts his search for revenge. Um, but, uh, there's never any time where he is weak and has to grow there or, or anything like that. It's just straightforward. This is our hero, the whole movie, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, never any kind of danger. And I guess there's one part where he's, He's kicked out. When they save the king, the king kind of kicks him out. Maybe that's his low point. I don't know. I don't see uh, any kind of story from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's definitely just primarily it feels like a uh, a movie. Well, they spent $8 million making it, and you can tell. Uh, you know, just uh, a basic movie that, uh, yeah, for the time was out there. You know, right. So.
0: That's a good point. That he really there's only one part in like the whole movie where things don't really go his way. No, (laughs) it is definitely. I mean,
1: you think you know everybody brings up Mary Sue characters, you know, right now who are just op and can always do everything and never fail. And that's maybe kind of what we're looking at here. You know, this is this is definitely that sort of thing. And we'll have to uh, uh, we'll have to compare this, like I said, to Conan. Uh, which came out about the same time. I will say, you know, obviously this movie has got... It, the box office, you know, like I said, estimated $8 million budget. The gross in U.S. and Canada and worldwide it says $14 million, So it made its money back, but it wasn't a big hit. Uh, it was definitely a, um, a cult thing. And then, of course, it spawned a bunch of sequels. So oh, okay. There's Beastmaster 2. There's Beastmaster 3. I think in 2000 they tried to revive it a little bit and... And Mark Singer the the main actor and it kinda came back for a, a bit part or something, but uh
0: yeah, I, I it definitely built out a, a whole franchise. Oh sure, <laughs> did did um did Mark Singer come back for the original sequels? He was in Beastmaster two and Beastmaster three. Oh, that's embarrassing. I, I mean, one
1: of the main things though that he didn't that one one of the main people that didn't come back was the director. It said in the <laughs> said in the trivia that he sold off his rights after Beastmaster one was done and has no connection he and he makes sure he tells everyone he has no connection at all (laughs) to any of the sequels or anything like that so
0: that's so funny he distances him he distances himself but you're not going to distance yourself from the first one how much worse are the sequels let's be honest i don't know
1: i i am kind of curious uh i i'm sure that i saw them and and blew past them or i'm sure they popped up you know tbs is going to be running them if they're running the original Beastmaster, they're definitely running the sequels (laughs) so i'm sure i probably saw clips of them at some point but uh yeah, we'll have to have to check that one out sometime. I guess <laughs> that'll be when we're down in the, when we're down in the barrel for the Father Before Me episodes. What
0: the? Well, Beastmaster Two is called Through the Portal of Time. Oh yeah,
1: he goes to modern times because that's what you do in the sequels. You throw him into a fish out of water thing. So. Oh, of
0: course. What else would you do? <laughs> yeah, this was. I don't. I don't even. It, it was just. It was so weird. Um, I do have one weird like question what why what was the why would they pick ferrets (laughs) like of all the animals you could pick ferrets are so random well especially compared to the eagle and the tiger
1: (laughs) and i think in the trivia it actually said you know that they ferrets couldn't be trained so they had uh was it 30 different ferrets or whatever and all they did was tease them with food in order to get them run down a hallway they put food <laughs> at the end and that was how they could officially set up this movie so so i am kind of curious at that i mean obviously you're looking at uh, uh maybe they're cheaper than monkeys i guess oh, but yeah. uh you you got to get you know he even has the quote or whatever he has his cunning and he has his sight <laughs> yeah that was really he, stupid and the strength or whatever from the tiger uh but um Yeah, they they had to do something in there so that they could have a couple ferrets. And they had to have two of them so one of them can die.
0: Ah, yeah, (laughs) R.A.P. Kodo. Which had the cooler name. Why would you leave the one whose name sounds like poop? Podo? (laughs) Podo and
1: Kodo. Well, it is he's not very inventive with his names either because his dog's name was Todo (laughs) with a T-O-D-O. So... So, I mean, he's just dumb. Yeah, he's just running with it. I can't remember what the uh,
0: tiger's name was, but it was Ruh. There we Which go. Which I will note, and maybe I just picked off on this because I've been reading Dune, <laughs> but it's Ruh, Ruh, Ruh. I believe you. <laughs> However, it's pronounced, is Arabic, and in Arabic, it means spirit. Well, there you yeah, go. And and, and in di- uh, not Diablo, in Dune, uh, <laughs> the Fremen use it to refer to its its ruh self, your spirit self that is in tune with the metaphysical plane.
1: Okay, you so, have been reading
0: a lot of Dune. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I I um, what was it? What was I doing this for? Why was I doing this? The tiger's know. name. Yeah, but why did I why why did I look up the originally the well, word ruch? That who knows why you do what you do sometimes. I did it while I was at work like four days ago. <laughs> so like before I watched Beastmaster.
1: Well there you go. You well you were just prepping and you didn't
0: even know it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um Yeah, the tiger actually made is that a, is that a like a real tiger? Cause that I'm surprised that they were able to use that so much. It
1: actually is a real tiger, and that's the thing is the the director wanted a black cat, and he wanted uh, what is it black leopards or something. But the uh, animal trainer said they couldn't be controlled very well, so they said we can give you a tiger. Well, then he said, What well, mm-hmm. I want it black." So they had uh, ladies' hair dye. They had cases and cases of ladies' hair dye, and oh, there cool. are actually some scenes in the movie. they said it would wash away as soon as he would lean down to drink something. So there's some scenes where around the face you can actually see some of the stripes coming through. That's funny. Is that healthy
0: for animals?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I do know that there was a rule... Uh, for the uh the child actor that he could not be on the set when the tiger was, so any scenes where the tiger 's there and the child actor is there is actually a smaller person with a wig oh <laughs> so i don 't i don 't know what kind of rule that was, but uh he was definitely there now they did say interestingly enough uh the scene where they were filming the bear attack at the beginning. So the bear was from Russia. I don't know why this was in the trivia important, I guess, just to point it oh, out. Oh, that's a real bear? It's a real bear. And <laughs> there's actually a scene where the bear kind of goes a little nuts, gets away from the handler. So it said everybody on the set had to run and hide in their vehicles. <laughs> and then they called out the the young Mark Singer guy and, and said, okay, now you got to do your set. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you're fine. <laughs> that's so funny. Wow. It, it literally looked like a person in a bear suit. Well, it he was so walking bad.
1: on his behind legs the whole time he never got down on all fours i was yeah. kind of i was kind of looking for the seams too i'm like well you know his face looks pretty real but maybe <laughs> they just did that shot <laughs> but it's definitely an interesting
0: thing so and so the bear who does the does the bear kill his no because his dad gets killed by the it gums, kills right? some
1: other dude who's out there in the field with him or whatever when they're practicing their swords um all that happens to his dad is his dad kind of Trips when they're running away from the bear and hurts his leg or something like that. There's uh. some dropped line, but yeah, the the other dude that was in the um, in the field there where where his dad was showing off that the throwing weapon thing and and hit his hat or whatever. Yeah, the
0: glaive from Kroll. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: it's a weird thing. It folds up for no reason. I can't imagine that thing flies very well.
0: Oh yeah, it's not aerodynamic. No. <laughs> um. So okay, let me, let's let's let me. Let me get this straight. Yes. So why, uh, actually, (laughs) I forgot about this until just now. So Dar, when he's born, uh, is born from a cow? Well, he was in the lady, Yeah.
1: of course, and then they use magic to take it out of the mom and put it into the cow just to sneak it out of the building? I don't
0: know. Oh, so the cow didn't give birth to him? no cuz then they chopped it out i assume she cut it out of the cow oh okay. out of the cow and is that why he can control beasts because he was gestated in a cow
1: it must be i don't know if that's actually it or you know he's a chosen one of course you know because at the very beginning all the guys all the witch ladies are standing around rip, ripped torn saying the first son is going to be your doom or whatever sure. and stuff like that so i mean there's definitely a, um a chosen one thing there too so i don't know if that's exactly it or if it's just that Yeah, because she did magic to put him in a cow, now he has a different touch (laughs) with animals.
0: Yeah, that was such... Okay, yeah, so I was watching this, and yeah, it's like 30 seconds in. I was like, okay, this is... There's some interesting costume design choices, but this could be okay. And then very quickly, it goes downhill. <laughs> very quickly, people are getting put in cows. Well, you
1: got to admire the special effects of, of shrinking the pregnant lady's belly and making the cow's belly big. So when they transfer it magically. I guess my my assumption is, is they didn't want to show him cutting a baby right out of the belly, but I don't know. I, I'm a little off on that one, too.
0: So. Yeah, well, there's a lot of other things that they <laughs> show in this that are kind of weird. Yes. <laughs> Um, so on the people who take him out of, out of the woman and put him in the cow, why are they, they're just witches? Are they like, why do they, are they, they're deformed? Are they like a different species or?
1: I got to assume it's some kind of a, what's, what's the uh, Greek fates or whatever, the three fates where they're kind of weird looking witches. You know, I, I'm assuming that's where they're going but they still wanted to have uh, sexy ladies underneath the makeup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, it's an 80s action movie, so that's what you're going to get. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know specifically. I don't think they ever say why. Maybe it's some kind of uh, because they use their magic, they get deformed or something. I have no idea. At one point, the lady, when the eye gets stabbed, the one lady grabs her eye, so I don't know if that was her actual eye. She yanked out and threw into the ring. I missed that oh, part. Oh, yeah.
0: So. Yeah. When Seth. <laughs> yes. Um, who's speaking of costume design choices, what was he wearing? Who's I that? Really we,
1: got... uh, John Amos. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing an 80s fantasy. This is an 80s fantasy outfit. Oh, man. Now, John Amos, you know, uh, we'll go into cast a little bit. We know him from all kinds of things, of course. He's, in, he's the main bad guy in Die Hard 2.
0: Oh, die harder!
1: I know him because he's the dad on uh, Good Times, a TV show we used to watch forever back in the day. It went uh, 61 episodes or whatever. Uh, it's the one that's got uh, dynamite. What's his name? The, oh, the comedian. Yeah. that's what that's from. Yep. Uh, and it, you know, it was a pretty good uh, sitcom back in the day. Of course, it it was a, a sitcom that had uh, some some heartfelt special episodes too. You know, sure, stuff, sure. Then of course he's uh, Mr. McDowell on Coming to America. So, uh, the, I never I did McDonalds. Never that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. We got one. We got another one on the list. I
0: guess so. <laughs> he also shows up in an episode of Guess What? Psych. <laughs> well, of course he does. He plays Gus's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that, he,
1: that's right. He's an excellent uncle. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, John Amos is all over the place. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing all kinds of stuff he was in. Um, good actor. I mean, he's a, seems like one of them guys who's probably a nice guy. They, they definitely, you know, they have, uh, uh, discussions where the John Amos and Mark Singer, as soon as they saw each other in their costumes, busted out laughing, you know, and stuff. So I could see why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mark Singer's though was fairly, you know, that was much more regular than, than John Amos. It's Conan was.
1: the Barbarian all the way
0: around. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um there was uh there was one thing in particular that i was going to ask about oh yeah the um the lady what's
1: her name uh the main one tanya roberts is the actress's name yes. yes what is
0: she in she looks so familiar
1: uh she's been in a lot of things i mean she was in a lot of um you look through her list here and there's a lot of maybe uh Back in the 80s, what you would call skin flicks, but she was in 16 episodes of Charlie's Angels back in the day in the 80s, 81, 80 to 81, I saw. And then um, she was in Beastmaster, and, and a couple years after Beastmaster, she was in a movie that we probably won't watch called Sheena. And, and just to give you a, uh, a synopsis of this one, and you can tell me how she got this role— Sheena grew up in an African wild raised by a mystical witch woman. <laughs> when her foster mother is framed for a murder, Sheena is forced to flee, helped by her ability to talk to animals and her knowledge of the jungle. So there you go. <laughs> so she, she went on to be Lady Beastmaster, I guess, in, in a couple years. So.
0: Wow. What, that's! I bet that movie's so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think it's on our list because I don't recall it at all, but uh, no. Oh,
0: she was a Bond girl.
1: Yes, she was in a, a, the 95, right? It, it was
0: around the 90s. Um, a View to Kill, mm-hmm. which Roger Moore, not one of the better James Bonds. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but that's one that I, uh, you know, I remember the Roger Moore ones. That's probably when I started with uh, James Bond more than anything. Was I remember Roger Moore and then, of course, a little bit of uh, the main guy. Um, now I can't. Oh, shoot. He the, just died. <laughs> Oh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. But.
0: Oh yeah. This uh, this is the one. A View to Kill. This is the one with Christopher Walken in it, where he like tries to blow up part of California.
1: We're gonna have to do uh, it. I think when we're when we're running out of things, we're gonna have to do ourselves a, uh, um, a little uh, a James Bond retrospective.
0: Oh yeah. There's only 27 movies. <laughs> Seems pretty easy.
1: I will say, you know, we got to. Uh, uh, we gotta pour one out, maybe for Tanya Roberts. On, uh, she was in the Blues Brothers animated series in nineteen ninety-seven.
0: They made an animated series. Eight
1: episodes. Yeah, we're gonna have to track that one down. The oh. Blues Brothers animated series. Hopefully, they they paid for the mu- music rights, or else we won't be able to find that anywhere. But <laughs> oh, Mark Hamill's in it. <laughs> well, of course he is. He's in all the animated stuff. In the 90s, and on and on.
0: Oh, Tim Curry. Well, he's only, he's only in like two episodes.
1: Then, of course, uh, the other one, uh, and I, as far as uh, the Kiri role, Tanya Roberts, I did see in the um, the trivia, so you take it with a grain of salt, but a uh, young Demi Moore was up for that. She would have been like 18. She was up for that role quite a bit, but then the studio wanted Tanya Roberts for some reason, so I suppose they had some kind of a, a thing w- with her, but... I, I you don't know. You don't know Demi Moore.
0: The name. No, the G. name. G. I. Jane, but I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Bruce Willis's wife. Yeah, Demi. Demi
0: Moore. She's married to Bruce Willis.
1: She was at one point. I don't oh. think they still are. But
0: well, <laughs> man, Bruce Willis has taken a lot of hits recently. Yes. He has. <laughs> oh, sorry, well, then that's... there's.
1: Uh, so we'll go back to the rest of the cast here. Mark Singer, who you probably don't know, he was actually on. Um, a few episodes of Batman the Animated Series I saw oh. as a voice, but where I know him a lot is back in the um, in the uh, '80s. Besides Beastmaster, there was a TV series called V that okay. was a sci-fi TV series. Um, that's the redo a sci-fi TV series that was about aliens coming in from outer space. They were lizard people oh, and they would dress up or, the, you know, they would put on, uh, be fake humans. So it's kind of that whole, you know, the, the lizard people are ruling the planet kind of thing. Oh, that conspiracy. Right. <laughs> well, this is the V is a TV series that was based off. of it. You mean Mark
0: Zuckerberg? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he was in, uh, quite a few episodes of that one, which that, that one actually had a revamp in, it says 2011 here, um, with that, uh, the uh, actress from uh, Deadpool, that Marina Baccarin or whatever, was the main actress in it. But, anyways he had a he had a cameo in there as well. But um, he was in uh, a few other things. He was in a few episodes. Mark Singer was in a few episodes of Dallas, which was a primetime uh, soap opera kind of thing back in the day. That like grandma, that was a grandma show. Ah, uh, okay. Back in the day, so um, yeah, so he was in quite a bit. He was kind of around. The space, I guess i wouldn't be surprised if he had a um a psych appearance because psych loves bringing those people in <laughs> sure, sure, you have to, you have to oh, he was also on a few episodes of arrow um as a as a general five episodes or something the most recent arrow versus arrow show
0: oh on c w yeah um, so
1: um so he had something a little bit more recently there too but, let's see who does he play in that. General Matthew Shreve. Matthew Shreve. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to watch those episodes again to remember it. But yeah,
0: season three. I would have watched this. Let me. Let me see if I can find a picture of him quick. Um, that show was pretty good. Arrow. Uh, yeah. I. It's liked
1: worth. It. Yeah. It. It was. Uh, I mean, it kicked everything off. Right. Then we got the Flash, and then we got. Uh, well, some other things that didn't take off. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I thought I thought Arrow was pretty good. I don't think I saw like the last two seasons, but it was good for almost its whole run. As I think far as that I'm one concerned. I finished.
1: Flash I never finished, but uh, Arrow I did finish that those seasons.
0: I'm gonna start watching Superman and Lois. I think on
1: uh, HBO on on Max. Yes. On oh HBO yeah, Sorry, anymore. my bad. <laughs> We've actually been watching it. It's pretty good. That's so. what I've heard. I'm pretty excited. Um. Then of course we got the uh, the the next big guy that you'll recognize even though maybe he's not very recognizable here, and that's Rip Torn. You know him uh maybe from Men in Black. He's the uh the, the uh what was it? What was this? uh large headed no, that's not what <laughs> it, in Men in Black, he's the guy who puts Jay together uh he's uh the the Men in Black's boss. Uh, oh you know what I mean? This so this is the big bad guy here. But he's, yeah, he's Men in Black's boss. Now I can't think of his name. Zed, Zed, Zed I think his name is, um, in Men in Black. Um, it actually isn't popping up right on on, on the show, on the uh, IMDb. But, I mean, he's been in a ton of other stuff. Of course, he was in Dodgeball. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
0: I have not seen that one. Oh, no. no. I I've figured got... that one would have
1: been on the list.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, that one I've, I've gotten a lot of of... Um, uh, Grief for for not seeing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to oh. worry about you not seeing it, but yeah, when you do, you'll recognize him. <laughs> so maybe ripped horn doesn't mean as much to you. that uh yeah, Zed in Men in Black is his name. Let's see. Um, okay, but yeah, I mean he's got he's got a uh, specific voice that you see in a lot of things uh, or that you can hear. He's been in a lot of animated stuff because of his voice, but uh,
0: he was in that movie Zoom with Tim Allen.
1: There you go. (laughs) Worth every minute. You remember that movie?
0: (laughs) Oh, that movie was so bad. Oh, he was in. Oh no, I never mind. That's not that what that was.
1: But then other than that, I think uh, the list doesn't even have any fun secret people that we can pop up or anything like that. I oh. feel like we are... Uh,
0: he was Zeus and Hercules. In the
1: animated Hercules? Yeah. I, he has a good Zeus voice. Yeah. It's been years <laughs> since I've seen the animated one, but...
0: Man. Um, there was one that I saw. Let me see if I can find it quick. Who I recognized, um, or not... Let's see. Who was it? Oh no. I think it, was, I think it was way towards the bottom of this list. He was in um, a movie that we've talked about before. Um, he was in in uh, uh, um, Time Bandits.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He's got a different look and sound to him. Or not not um, not ripped torn. I don't think. Wait, who was it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Somebody was in Time Bandits. Somebody, somewhere, <laughs> was in Time Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> was that even this movie?
1: You must, I, I think you might be thinking of a
0: different one. That might have been Young Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was watching Young Frankenstein last night.
1: Well, that's hard to argue with. That's a good one. That's a classic. So.
0: <laughs> well, Rod Loomis, who plays the King, um, the Blind King, he is in. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. well He okay. plays Freud.
1: <laughs> okay, you're you're down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Beastmaster, back to Beastmaster. Um, one thing I noticed, we were talking about the animals, but they said they couldn't get the eagle to fly on cue. Oh, okay. So what they'd do to shoot footage of him in the air, they would drop him from a trap door in a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> okay which he's got wigs so obviously yeah, then he'd start good. flying but i mean that was just kind of an interesting way i guess to get get him going a hot air balloon so they've just <laughs> they just threw him it's working with animals here we're doing the best we can so and i didn't notice i guess i didn't watch the end of the credits to see if there was a statement about no animals being harmed
0: that's what i was just gonna ask was the epa around at this point uh you're thinking peta What's the EPA? Environmental, Environmental Protection, Protection Agency. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess this was loosely based off of a series of books. Oh. Okay. Uh, by uh, what is it? Andre Norton is the name of the actor, or the writer. Okay. Um, but it's very loosely based. Like I think I saw in the uh, trivia that it is, uh, the the Andre Norton books are, yeah, Native American protagonists. So obviously they they highly deviated from, <laughs> from oh, from
0: things there. <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs>
1: Went a little f- more fantasy on there and stuff. But
0: um, so so then like what what do you happen to know like what he would have taken from? Is just like the base story, or is it just the fact that the main guy? Sure, can talk sounds to, to, to me.
1: Uh, uh, let's see, is let's see, the Beastmaster is the first in a hosting Storm series, Ep- eponymous. Native American protagonist. But, yeah. Highly deviated from the novel that Norton requested herself to be uncredited. So oh, obviously wow. That's why we don't see based on the novel. <laughs> is it deviated enough? That's I mean, I funny. guess you, you, it's probably about as similar as the fact that in, wow, you get to do eyes of the beast as a hunter, you know, maybe, maybe that's about as close as we get to uh,
0: the novel and stuff. But I forgot that he could do that too, but th- there was like a weird, so he was like, I can think their thoughts or th- th- they can read my thoughts and I can read theirs. Then why does he squawk at the Eagle? <laughs> because it's,
1: he figured out how to make that noise. So he's got to use it.
0: It sounds so the first time he did that, I died laughing. Oh, but I think it was when, um, he and Kiri are, there's, they're hanging off like a rope somewhere I think it's when they fr- they escape mm, yeah. and the death guard is, like, following them.
1: And, and the bird has to come in and slash at the death guard face to make him fall. Yeah.
0: Which, <laughs> yeah. those were weird, too. Those sort of got glossed over a little bit.
1: Yeah. They popped him in there just long enough to have something who could break down an old rickety door, I guess, and chase him. But, uh, yeah. It definitely was uh, interesting, and then you know this this when they finally break out of there, the castle or whatever. There's a guy on a horse wrangling a bunch of them after them and stuff. <laughs> I saw that, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that they are just running with any odd themes they can. Yeah, and and you know it's the whole thing with the uh, like I said I brought it up before the bat people thing that is so out of left field. Yeah it feels like a weird fantasy thing and then uh they came up they come up and and save him at the end because he has a bird a pet because he has a pet bird and these people worship a bird even though they look like bats i don't it, it's a strange little thing there right? yeah and yeah. they they fly in and save him from the was it the jun or, the jun horde the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the jun horde
0: the barbarians yeah which that, that fight with him and, like, the head Jun or whatever was funny. <laughs>
1: well, you could definitely see that he tried to swing his sword around a lot. There was, <laughs> the whole opening montage was him running around, swinging his sword crazy. And that's why I wondered, um, because there is a, uh, an iconic scene of uh, Arnold doing that with his sword as Conan. So I thought, okay, they're just copying Conan. But then when you look at it and they're released in the same year, I can't imagine, I mean, granted, it's not a huge production. Maybe they did see it first and then ran with it or something. But there's so much similarities between the two. I wondered which came first, but like I said they both get released at the same time, so it's kind of interesting that they both had the same same ideas, you know. Right. It's like here I'm going to show off my cool big giant sword skills. <laughs> and his dad, at the beginning it's his dad's sword. For some reason his dad has this mighty sword and when those those Horses come running at him and he stands, he draws the line. I think, oh, yeah, this is gonna be bad- badass. And then the, the horses run and just mow him over and he's gone. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, that was quite a story, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were so many st- weird things like that. <laughs> well, and like next onesie that made me crack up too is he's, it's shortly after he decides to go on his quest for revenge and he like picks up the sword and he's just running through a river just Just swinging swinging it. it.
1: It's definitely, I wondered if that was going to be in your one of your workout routines that you set up for someone. It's at one point, I think he's just he carrying a giant stick and swing. I couldn't yeah. tell; it looked like a giant stick.
0: Well, now that I will say is actually a very effective exercise. I mean,
1: obviously, he's working the uh, pecs or the the shoulder muscles by <laughs> <when he's> swinging <laughs> yeah. that thing around.
0: Those, yeah, those are cool. Those, I hate those. But they have like those little maces with like a weight at the end, and you just swing them around. Well, like there that. you go. I like, so, oh. I mean,
1: obviously, he he was ahead of his time when it comes to fitness. So.
0: <laughs> well, I will say this guy. Mark Singer, he was actually very fit, and he was fairly well rounded in his physique. Most Hollywood guys, like their back is very underdeveloped. They've just got like you know the big chest and shoulders and big biceps, and that's pretty much it. But this guy, I felt like he probably actually enjoyed going to the gym.
1: He definitely worked over this uh, this role, that's for (laughs) sure. But he, he, like you say, and again, and I keep on comparing it to Conan. Obviously, Schwarzenegger is a bodybuilder. He's a whole different animal, right? And if you compare the two, this guy looks, in my in my head, I remember this guy being more of a dad bod, but obviously that wasn't the case. I, now that I'm seeing it, he definitely got a little bit more ripped and, and, and was more of the barbarian look, you know, and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's very lean. Reminds me of the Hadza tribesmen. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, but I guess, I wonder, though, if it's one of those things where it was like he actually was like already fit, uh, and then he got the role. It was like he got the role, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to be shirtless the whole time. <laughs> I better hit the gym."
1: I got to wonder. I mean, is, is other than this, like I said, he was in. He he had some soap opera stuff. He was in some, uh, you know, guest guesting on some TV shows back in the time. I don't see, you know, V. He had to be a the V show. They had to look like lizard people, right? Sure. Uh, so, they obviously had to be a, a, a little bit more thin there. I, I, I feel like I remember that being more of a thing. But yeah, I definitely am not seeing anything that would tell me that he was a big action star before this.
0: Right. Well, speaking of V, I did look at that. And that is relatively high rated. You know, I think it's a, like, isn't it like it was like a 7.6 or something?
1: Well, and that's the thing. So, they had V. So, V in 83 had two episodes. Nice it run. says. TV miniseries um, was a 7-8, and then in 84 it came out and had 19 episodes, where they must have had more more se- more seasons of it. Okay. So I think what happened, yeah, it was one of those special TV movies back in the day, and then it obviously it took off, because it looks like maybe there was two series and then the actual series, and I do remember watching those or catching some of those on TV back in the day, so might be kind of fun to go back and and look at those.
0: Yeah. Well, at least he has one good thing to his name. He doesn't have to just rest on the laurels of the Beastmaster. (laughs) Definitely not.
1: He was in an episode of Twilight Zone. He was in an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not a lot of stuff. (laughs) Not a lot of (laughs) stuff, unfortunately. Um, Which, you know, I mean, he wasn't terrible. Oh, no. You know?
1: It was acceptable.
0: He did in the beginning, though, um, and I didn't notice it towards the end, but in, like, maybe the first three or four scenes where we see him before he meets Kiri, when he talks, his voice sounds a lot like Mark Hamill's in A New Hope. It's, like, really whiny. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, again,
1: I think that they might have been... Maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit, but you got to give them a little bit of that hero's journey because it is a... I feel like when, so during the, and I and I kind of noticed this, but when he is, you know, he's not in the village or whatever when it gets attacked by the horde and they kill his dad, right? And I feel like when he's running up there, he's wearing just like a, a hunter's smock kind of thing. And when he walks away, that's when he gets his, well, he called it his leather grass skirt, you know, or whatever. And, he, and he, it's like... I think what they're trying to do is trying to show his change into this as the hero now or something, you right. know. So maybe they're doing the same thing with his voice too, trying to get him, uh, you know, whiny and then serious, show, showing that he's growing that way. Maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit. I believe I am, but <laughs> you know, you never know. So
0: yeah. I mean, it makes a certain level of sense. (laughs) Yes. Well, and, you know, Mark Singer, Mark Hamill, same people, obviously. Yeah, basically, basically. They both had blonde hair. Wait, did he have blonde hair in this?
1: Kind of. It was dirty, dirty blonde or whatever it is. Isn't that what it is? Yeah.
0: Oh, all the pictures on IMDb are black and white. That doesn't help.
1: Yeah, I was kind of curious about that, too. Maybe they did an artsy black and white version of this
0: show. Oh, the Beastmaster Noir. (laughs) That's right.
1: Obviously, we need an artistic taste on take on beast
0: <laughs> I will say one thing that did surprise me, considering the genre, the time, uh, the the age in which it was made. It surprised me a little bit that, and maybe this is still playing off a little bit of the Star Wars thing, but that Tanya Roberts Kiri was not your traditional like damsel in distress. She was a little bit more of like a femme fatale.
1: Right. They make her. They make it a point to have her go out and sneak away at one point because that used to be their temple where the warrior ladies were or something yeah. like that. Or you know, they make it a point to have her go back there and and be yeah a little bit more of a stronger person and be that kind of thing which like you say yeah it's not necessarily a thing now i'm going to go back to conan we'll see that differently in the conan show but uh as well so maybe there is a little bit more to it than we think but i also know that around this time so we had um the conan comics right which obviously even if it's not the conan movie this is taking some of that look and feel off of the conan comics sure there was also around the time uh, around the same time there was a um a Conan adjacent character called Red Sonia that was like a female Conan kind of thing, a female barbarian warrior woman kind of thing. So, okay, so I wonder if maybe they're taking the same thing. And and I had thought that Tanya Roberts actually was there was a um, I think there was a Red Sonia movie out, and I thought that was her, but no, I was thinking about the whole Sheena thing and the
0: <laughs> who was in Red Sonia? Uh, oh, that Brigitte Nielsen.
1: Okay, you know who that is. Uh, vaguely.
0: I know that, I don't know if I've...
1: That's, uh, the Russian lady on Rocky Four. Oh, yes. Who, who
0: became Stallone's
1: wife and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Is that really all she's been in? That I know her from, at least. Her name is super familiar. Maybe I just know her because... You didn't she I'm... and Arnold have a little tryst? <laughs> I think I'm thinking of some... That's not the same...
1: Yeah, that is the same one. Well, that's interesting. I don't know if I ever saw this Red Sony movie. It definitely has uh, Arnold in it, too. so He's bigger on the poster than she is. Well, yeah. It's like Arnold.
0: Conan-adjacent kind of thing. So. Yeah. Well, even the, the posters. are Well, I guess that's sort of the it's art style of the time, though, now that I say that.
1: Yeah, that's definitely her. That's uh, Which is interesting that they don't have...
0: Do they have Rocky Four on her list? I saw Creed Two right um, yeah. I didn't scroll down far enough yeah rocky before. four
1: is on there she okay red sonya in 85 rocky four in 85 cobra which is another stallone movie
0: in 86 oh oh red Sonia was her first movie yeah is she is she um is she american no denmark she's got that look of uh yeah that european look i suppose but Beverly Hills Cop Two. Well, yeah. She she has not done a lot of stuff. Surprisingly, she's in a movie called She's Too Tall. I wonder who she plays in that. Perhaps the Both. tall one. It's accurate. A love story that goes from small to extra large. Okay. Um, she,
1: she's in a corn music video in two thousand. That's in it.
0: Oh. Weird. Yeah, I but what. Well, yeah, she she's in a movie called Ronal the Barbarian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something tells me that might be the uh uh the uh Oh it's a cart it's an animated The Hundred Barbarian Sons of Kroll. Oh, oh, oh Lars
0: Mickelson is in it too. There's a classic. Yeah. Um Beastmaster. Beastmaster. There was one other thing that came to mind, um, but now I've forgotten what it was. Well, I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> well, where are we at? Well, I, we got some awards here. It definitely won some awards. It's a 19.
0: 1983- how, how can you say definitely?
1: <laughs> 1983 winner for Antenna Two Award. The Ev- Ev- Evoreas Fantastic Film Festival.
0: Oh, that's my favorite festival. <laughs> and in
1: 1983, in the Young Artist Awards, Joshua Milrad won for Best Young Supporting Actor.
0: Is that his the the half brother or whatever? I'm guessing. That's that's another thing. Is he's supposed to be Zed's other son, but but his um. What's his name? Dar's mom dies. So is he like a, like a, a half-brother? or? Well,
1: wasn't Dar's mom sleeping with somebody else in the bed, too? Or was that the king that was laying in the bed with her?
0: I thought that was the king, but I don't know. I okay, guess I, I assumed that the was the king.
1: I thought that little blue goo or whatever that was some kind of magic spell like killed him, the parents. But oh. I could be wrong. Maybe it didn't. I oh, don't I don't know. know. Oh. That, that whole thing was a little awkward I, there. Just, yeah, confusing. I
0: was... I was a little distracted by the cow <laughs>
1: by, by the fact that the baby went into the cow. yeah, that was a little <laughs> a little watch. yeah, I, you know he got pulled in, and the best part about about him that I noticed was that uh, they said uh, he, he's going to lose the use of his left arm for a little while, but the the wound was
0: on his right shoulder.
1: Oh, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe back in the day they didn't know how everything wired up, but who knows.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he 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 recovered real quick from a crossbow bolt straight to the chest. And he's a little boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, when you're little or you're all cartilage, are all cartilage, so you can you can survive stuff you like that. You can absorb it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Um he didn't really have any role whatsoever. He was just there to He's
1: going to be king. I want so I'm curious in Beastmaster 2 and 3 whether we explore that story because uh... I noticed that John Amos You know He's the the king's guard or whatever that shows up at the very beginning, and Mm -hmm. then he disappears, right? And uh, so obviously there's some part of that story there where he takes the other son and and gets him out of there when the king's imprisoned and and he's watching him or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. And then at the end there, John Amos realizes he's got the mark, which for some reason, I don't know why the witch lady put a mark on the baby to let him know who he was, before she was going to kill him, and then she didn't kill him. Yeah. So I, I was a little confused by that whole thing.
0: but Yeah. Why, why didn't she kill him? Well, she escape? was
1: being slow and dramatic. And remember, his adopted dad comes up and kills her with by accident oh, really yeah i mean he kind of he throws the thing at her and then she disappears and appears behind him and then he acts it's like he accidentally stabs her with the sword and throws her in the fire <laughs> yeah. it was quite a scene but.
0: yeah well i think they explain that as saying he, he was brand or they were branding him to say that he's property of whatever their god is but but i would think sacrificing him is enough yeah. you know i feel like that's sort of that's I would think so, too. And Willie, you know, not
1: Willie, John Amos, you know, um, I'm thinking of Amos, Willie Amos, the cookie guy, <laughs> John, John Amos, <laughs> the the uh, character in this the guy in this movie actually looks at that. But how did he know that he was branded with that? I mean, because he wasn't there when she branded the little kid.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good
1: point. So, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I
0: guess we're throwing logic in a movie that doesn't expect us to have any logic. <laughs> sure. Um. Did they ever give... Speaking of, of, of when, like, Seth and, and Tal escaped because they had kidnapped the king, did they ever explain why the king is blind? Because they, like, blow something into Dar's eyes, too, and he becomes blind for, like, three seconds. Remember? Because, like, mm. the, the witch is, like, crawling on the ceiling, and he uses Ruh's eyes to see him and oh, stabs up. Oh, it was an awesome use of the eyes of the beast power, yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah that was so he's Which just... wow should definitely implement a, a dungeon where you have to have a hunter who does that that like that it's all would... black and you, you can see it through the cat's eyes or something Yeah. well
0: know. maybe they have maybe they have because you haven't played forever have there's you?
1: definitely there, there should be a hunting quest hunter specific quest where you have to
0: do that yeah that would be funny <laughs> I, it would be It'd a be quest scary. i would
1: fail and wouldn't do until i was high enough level just to walk through it <laughs>
0: Well, now it scales. Everything scales. So now I'm screwed is what you're saying. There's no way I'm going to get it done. (laughs) You'll never get the cool transmog for the tunic or whatever. (laughs) Um, All right, so where are we at? Trash? (laughs) Could be better.
1: (laughs) What's the other one? uh, Okay. okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think I'm going to have to give this one... uh, uh, a capital T trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with all due respect, uh, which is very little respect. <laughs> it's not do much. It's not great. And it doesn't have really any of the redeeming qualities of some of the other films that
1: we've seen. Have had. There is very little there, except for the fact that you finally see where the eyes of the beast and WoW came from. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it, and it, like I say, I I don't know if this one is more of a movie that, impacted me as a child or just because it was on TBS, which for a while it was labeled the Beastmaster station. Cause they played it so much. If it's just one of them things where it, it was an adult fantasy movie that I saw a lot. So it's ingrained in my head, you right. know, that kind of thing. I, I can't even say I have, I mean, like I mentioned, when we talked about watching this one, I said, I'm kind of curious to watch it again. Cause I had rewatched this one forever. You know, there was really no reason to. <laughs> so it, I was kind of interested about
0: doing this one again, but yeah. Well, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> oh, no, it's always it worth fun. it. It was it was it was all right, I guess. <laughs> I would if I didn't
1: watch it, I'd always be wondering and now I know that I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> uh well, although I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, no, I don't I don't watch as much TV while I'm working as I used to. Yeah. But it would be kind of fun to throw Beastmaster 2 and 3 up and check those out. I'm assuming they're streaming somewhere. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's one of those kind of things where we can't find them.
0: I'm sure they're on, like, Tubi or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I suppose with that, we will leave it here then. Uh, What was was the – what did you – I, for, I already forgot what you said at the beginning was the little tease for what we might do next week.
1: I feel like we should do Conan the Barbarian Conan. and keep, keep on a theme here.
0: How, how did I forget that? We spent the whole episode talking about it. <laughs> Conan from, from
1: 1982. Now there's Conan the Barbarian. The sequel is Conan the Destroyer. Oh, uh, if you're on board, maybe we'll have to get both of them in. I'll got got a lot to find where it's, where it's streaming at. I think I saw that it's actually streaming somewhere. Um, but there's definitely, and, and that's the thing where I'm going to have to, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's things that I'm placing on Conan that probably come from Conan the Destroyer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, let we better double verify that we've got some, uh, the, uh, replayability or the, uh, streamability of this one here, but, uh,
0: I don't. It looks like The Destroyer is not available anywhere.
1: All right. Well, Conan the Barbarian doesn't seem to be free anywhere. Oh, yeah. Conan the Barbarian is on Netflix.
0: Oh, perfect. Uh, well, you'll just have to watch the next time you're to, down, I guess. I'll just have to figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yes. Then we will uh, catch you. Whoa, this is a. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> James Earl Jones is in this? Oh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we will <laughs> we will end there and to see you all next week. <laughs>